Welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here, and I'm joined by Phil. Hey, Phil. Hi. Hey. I'm here. This hey. is our Regency era episode. We'll be talking about the yep. movie Persuasion, which mm -hmm. is written by whom, Phil? Uh, Jane Austen. And who's our Jane Austen guru? Uh, me. <laughs> who's our second Jane Austen guru? It's your dear you? sister, Sarah. Oh, 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 who is that? <laughs> is there a ghost in here? Because I'm not seeing anybody. It's the, it's the Jane who? Austen guru. I would not call oh. myself that. <laughs> Phil, don't be scared. It's just me. That voice Who's came me? out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. And I don't I, see anybody. I know you guys can't see me, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, everyone, we're joined okay. by voice uh, appearance by my mm. sister Sarah's back for another Jane Austen themed episode. And thank mm. you for the invitation. How exciting. <laughs> thank you for your acceptance of said invitation. Delighted. All right, so let's uh, let's get right into our mug section before we get into movie news and some Jane Austen stuff. So, Sarah, you're not on video, but can you please describe to us the mud mug that you are using? Yes. Well, you know I'm going to come with a Jane Austen mug. So I have Jason and Ella got me this. It's got Jane Austen's face on it, and then just a bunch of her quotes all over. Is it like a selfie of, of Jane Austen? It's a selfie. Think? It's a selfie with an, it's an autographed selfie. She's looking very ah, pensive. Okay. And I'm drinking pensive. a cup of tea. Sarah, yeah, I mean, pensive a pun, pun. No, that was just the word that came to mind, but that was a good choice. And then I just have some tea in here. A cuppa. Mm. A cup of tea. Yeah. A cuppa. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Cheerio, mate. <laughs> All right, Phil, what's your drinking vessel for this evening? I have the Mandalorian. Oh. I did just imagine yeah. the background music of Mandalorian playing now. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of looks like a Jane Austen sky, I guess. That may be Jane Austen <laughs> under there. You don't know. You don't know. They never take be. off her helmet. That one's sec. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, mine is kind of from the Jane Austen era. It, not exactly, but it is historic. I went recently with mom to go see the Tecumseh outdoor drama. So I have a t-shirt on for it. Um, and I also have a mug from it. Oh, so very nice. There you go. Very, very yeah. nice. Tecumseh was a member of the Shawnee Indian tribe, and mm. we learned a bunch about him. Yeah, that's a good uh, play. I've seen that before. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute. They ride like real horses in it, outdoors. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Speaking, have you seen uh, Prey yet? No, but no. I, I saw it on Hulu okay. being advertised. Yeah, it's very good. We'll have to do an episode about it since we're speaking about Native Americans. That was a very oh. good movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, would you like to do movie news or Jane Austen topical conversation first? Let's start with movie news. Okay. Well, Sarah, since you're here, mm -hmm. there is some news I just found out today. It's not confirmed. It's rumored. You already know it, don't you? Is it about Henry Cavill? It may be. <laughs> 
about Loki season two? Yeah, I heard that he was selected for an undisclosed role, but then I heard that maybe he didn't accept it, so I wasn't sure. Hmm. I've heard a bunch of different things. I've heard he's confirmed as casting. I've heard that there's rumored, and then I've heard that it's just been talked about. Okay, and how do you feel about the theory that it's some multiverse mashup and he would reprise Superman? I don't no. think that's possible because mm. Disney and Unlikely. Warner Brothers would have to work Unlikely. that out. <laughs> so, what is yeah. he playing like? No, a, like a think. like an an alter ego Loki or something, or from another dimension? I don't know. No, he's got to be his own character. He's got to be. I don't know what he would be, but Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. What do you think, Phil? I don't know because I have not heard this news, so it's very interesting. I did hear that you know potentially he would. He was looking at a role in the Marvel Universe, but I hadn't heard if it was a movie or if it was, you know, what it was tied to. But so it's news to me. That's very interesting. But can you think of know. anyone off the top of your head that was a DC character crossed over to Marvel? That That's that big of a well, actor. I mean, actually, Marvel and DC had a couple, you know, kind of crossover comic books back in the day. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't know, because... Well, I'm talking about just actors, not necessarily characters, but actors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess uh, Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool and Green Lantern. Yeah. um, Well, Thanos. um, Oh, my brain's going blank. Oh, uh, Josh Brolin. There you go. Josh Brolin, yes. He was in um, Jonah Hex. That's a DC comic book. Okay. Did you hear they canceled DC fandom? Mm -mm. No, I did not hear that. They canceled it this year. I I, I mean, that's a big move from them to cancel a whole. That's like their Comic-Con. I know they didn't show up at like the whole debacle that's going on with the Flash. I don't think he kind of represented at Comic-Con with that. But that's a mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Glass Onion is going to be released on Netflix, which is the follow-up to Knives Out. The plot mm. is unknown, and it, it will have its world Isn't that premiere. a Beatles song? Off the White Album, Get Glass Onion? Is it? I believe so. Oh, interesting. Well, maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe that's Maybe. Part. We maybe have to go the, listen to that song. Yeah, the murderer is using clues from the Beatles albums. Yeah. Maybe. It uh, is going to premiere at the 47th Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th. It's scheduled to be released in select cinemas in November, but it will be released on December 23rd of this year. Mm. People in it, Daniel Craig, Ethan Hawke, Jessica Henwick, Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Dave Bautista, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet and Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, that sounds like a good cast. Let me ask you: Do you do you think that that movie warranted a sequel? I know okay. we did an episode on that. I mean, it was it was an enjoyable movie, but do you really? I mean, were you chomping at the bit saying, "Man, I hope they make a sequel to that"? I like we said, we hated the writing, but we loved the the directing yeah. and the cinematography and everything like that. Yeah. So, if it's written better. Yes. If yeah. it's still Ryan screwing things up, then no. Yeah. Is that something that you would go to the theater and see, or would you just wait till it came out on? Oh, no, it's 
it's going to be in the theater just a few weeks before the Netflix release. Okay. November, it's released in theaters. Yeah. End of December. Netflix. But is it something that you would like? Mm, no. I need to go see that at the theater. Like I've waited for Thor because I haven't seen Thor yet. I'm waiting, really? which is going to be our next episode. I'm waiting till it comes on Disney Plus. Okay. See, I went and saw it because I thought we were going to do an episode like right away. I was just like, I'm going to go see. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Well, that, but, that was um, around the convention time. We were super busy. Yes, it was. Convention. We were busy, busy, busy. But Sarah, did you look at our? Did you watch our videos of the convention on YouTube? Yes, I did. I thought you guys were represented well at the convention. And I don't know. Have you said that you're doing another one yet? You've announced that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're we are the official podcast of the final BossCon. Whoa! How exciting! Yeah, we'll we'll be the fancy. only podcast there. Yeah. Nice. Fancy. Flame in the territory. All right. Did you hear? There's going to be a Christmas Story sequel on HBO Max. Why are they doing Christmas that? Story sequel. What? They That's did a Christmas Story sequel. They they did did one. Did they not? Well, are you thinking of Eight Bit Christmas? No. No. They did actually. They did. Um, they did a sequel. I'm pretty sure. And they also, well, the first one was like it was called My Summer Story, and it was that family and everything. But it was it was like during summer vacation. And then years later, they did one actually like one about Christmas, I believe. I feel like I don't the think Googles. they should redo it. Do something original, like do Ralphie grown yeah. up with his own kids or something. I don't know. Yeah, something new. That's what they're doing. It's going to be Peter Billingsley is going to be in it. Oh, okay. Well, I'd be interested yeah. in seeing that. Oh, so well, like what I just um, suggested. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that is cool. I like the idea of that. Yeah, and it says and here. four other Christmas a Christmas story cast members will be. Will in it. it be set in Cleveland? Well, maybe the Russo brothers are directing it. Yeah. See, there's a Christmas Christmas story two that came out in 2012. But it was not, It did it have anything to do with the original characters or was it just a whole new story? Uh, you know, I haven't seen that one, but I mean, it looks like if you Google it, I mean, it looks like they have like, he has a leg lamp and everything. So it looks like, it looks like the same characters. Like, Oh, so it was just like, it, it was a remake. It wasn't a sequel. No, it was a sequel. Oh. But it was, I think it's like a direct DVD. I don't think it came out the theaters or anything. I think it was like a... Looks like, is that Renee Zellweger that's a mom? I can't see. So I don't know. Google it and Interesting. look at the picture. Yeah. All right. Two more things. Danny DeVito rightfully asks to be in the Disney's live action Hercules reboot after providing the voice for the, what was his? The little Philip. Cupid or. Um, yeah. 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 I forget he what was. It was a fawn or something, name. wasn't he? Yeah. I, yeah. Phil. His name was Phil. Phil. His name was Phil. There you go. I mean, that's perfect. Maybe I should petition to to you be in should. it. You should. You should. Since they use my name, it's identity theft. It's not a joke. Yeah. Millions <laughs> of people suffer from it every year. <laughs> Phil, that's an office quote. Uh, I know. Something to watch out. Uh, the last thing that I think Phil, I only wrote this because I think Phil will like it. Um, Evil Dead Rise is no longer an HBO Max movie as they're going to release it in theaters coming April 2023. What? I'm not even sure what that is. Yep. Sam Raimi, horror film. That's probably yeah. why I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm not a horror fan. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Which I don't know if was he in that because I didn't really watch that. Nor did I. There you go. We'll end it Sounds on horror crazy. and do a very nice smooth transition into Jane Austen. There you go. Nice podcast plan. It's uh, almost like what, what was the what, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I've never seen that, and I refuse to. You don't think it's a good combo? What? No. I think Jane Austen and Zombies is just the equal amount of authentic Jane Austen as this Persuasion adaptation is. I was going to say, did you see Abraham Lincoln? No, I did not. <laughs> I've seen a, a handful of episodes of The Walking Dead, but. All right. So I got some Regency questions for all of us to answer. And you, you've had these ahead of time. So did you do, did you both do your I, homework? Yes. Somewhat. <laughs> yes, I it did. Sounds promising. I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I what? hear a pen no. scribbling. Or should I say a, a feather? Madly. A quill with ink dripping. My dog ate the homework. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and go first. Give you guys time to fill in the blanks on your paperwork. The first question is, what is your Regency name? I sent you both charts that will tell you for Sarah and I, my, our female Regency name and then for phil his regency era hero name so mine mm -hmm. you have to take your date of birth and your first initial and other things and we'll share these on the, all the socials so other people can do it if they wish but my name in a nice elegant british accent my name is what <laughs> what <laughs> my name is Annette my Graham. name is slim shady <laughs> slim shady <laughs> My name is who? My name is Selena Jones of Shorten Castle. So I live in a castle oh, down by lucky the river. dog. <laughs> by the river. <laughs> Phil, do you have your Regency era name? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm Admiral. <laughs> Admiral. Admiral Henry Wentworth, oh. who makes 5,000 pounds a year. <laughs> Sounds so posh. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Thank you, thank you, Admiral. You would be hmm. very, you would be a very desirable husband with five thousand pounds a year. Wait, wait a minute. Yes, I yes, think yes, I want Phil to do Regency name as well, and I would also like to do Regency hero. Please, if you wish, we we do don't we don't know. You can have whatever name you want. This is the modern era of Jane Austen. Okay. Would you like... Do you want me to do the hero? I'll do the hero too. Okay, first I'm going to do my Regency name. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Theodosia Long of Hofbury Street. Theodosia. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from the musical Hamilton? <laughs> I, I, dear Theodosia. I suppose. Theodosia Long of Hofbury Street. You have to say it as if you're coughing. Hofbury. <laughs> it's coming out a little. It's coming out Mrs. Doubtfire a little. Okay. <laughs> well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, Katie, you, we need to do the hero and Phil needs to do the okay. lady name. Well, Phil's is blurry. So, Phil, oh. I'll go ahead and do Phil's for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, because mine, uh, mine didn't download right. I had to have a oh, little help. Phil's would be Margaret. Shortbread. <laughs> Crumpet. Ma Margaret Crumpet. Dawson. Miss Margaret Dawson Creek. <laughs> of Waven Cliff. Cliff. Uh, it's, this is so hard. Hall. Waven Cliff Hall. <laughs> huh, good. I, I feel, sound pretty posh. I feel better that Phil has a proper Regency name now. Are you related to Jack Dawson of the Dawsons of somewhere from Titanic? Of the, of the, <laughs> that of isn't, the isn't that... Wait, oh, you were saying Dawson? I thought you were saying Dawson. Dawson. Well, the British say it like that. They don't say Dawson. Did they? I know it was a little like Dawson. Yeah, Dawson. The Boston Dawsons. Dawson. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what's your hero name? Admiral Richard Wickham, <laughs> who, made a, Wickham. who made a name Wickham. for himself in the war. Pennyworth. <laughs> who made himself a name in the war? Made a name for himself in the war. Did he save oh. a whale? He did. Um, I did, Admiral Richard Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Um, oh, my goodness. My name is Sir James Middleton. Wait. Who is the illegitimate son of the Prince Regent. <laughs> I think that might actually be Kate well. Middleton's brother's <laughs> name. <laughs> I, does she have a brother? Maybe she just has a sister, Pippa. Okay. I don't know. There we go. There's our there's our Regency era names for both. Oh, goodness, we know those. Hero and warrior. All right. Um, so there we got that. Now, I asked, I'm guessing you guys are gonna need more time on this since uh, these students didn't do their homework ahead of time. I asked you to compose your own Jane Austen style pickup line. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, now <clears throat> I did not, I did not compose something original, but I did look one up. Phil, do you, do you have any in mind or off the top of your mm -hmm. noggin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go, you do go for yes. it. Yeah. Okay. Madam, it makes sense and sensibility for us to go out. <laughs> Very good, Phil. Very good. <laughs> and then you persuaded see what I did there? Did you see it? See what I did there? <laughs> you snuck a title in. I see that. Yeah, I did. Very Sense good. Sensibility. Yeah. Sarah, what was yours? Well, I mean, there is the class. It's not. It's from the movie. You've bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. I love okay, now love actually, her. so I found this. You stole that from Darcy. I mean, that's I stole it from Jane Austen. But this, um, there was actually a in the 1700s. This was published in New York in 1799. It was called the New Academy of Compliments. So this was an actual book for gentlemen to read up to up their dating game, and. Um, it, it said it was full of advice for, quote, proceeding in amours to the highest perfection. And one of the, um, I guess you could call it a pickup line is, I have a long time been broiling on the flames of ardent affection toward your dear self. This is wow. an actual thing somebody says to somebody. That's hot. I don't know that. I don't know that it worked back then, but 
I don't think that would I, work today. I would think at that time, I would think that would be quite forward of him to say that. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, I made up one. And it does have some... This should be good. It's sort of a historical reference, so it needs some explanation beforehand, okay? So there was a drink called a hot flannel back in the day. It was made... Oh, it was made of beer, gin, eggs, sugar, and nutmeg. It's a similar to today's eggnog, okay? Mm. This take on eggnog combines beer and rum for a seriously spiked holiday drink. What they used to do, they used to serve this to the carriage riders. So the reason it said a yard was because they put it on a stick and hand it up to the drivers on the top of the carriages during cold evenings. They give it to them to warm up outside while they're waiting. Mm. While they're driving a vehicle. That's smart. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. what I would say, hopefully I'm going up to either an Irish or a Scotsman and I just go up with the drink and I go hot flannel for a hot flannel. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Now let's move on to ones that were act that could actually be used during that day. Do I have scarlet fever or is it you making me so delirious? <laughs> and then mm. this goes along the lines of the sailors. Do you have a sextant? A sextant? <laughs> because I'm lost in your eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. And then um, if you were a carriage... This is to a man from a woman to a man. If you were a carriage, you'd be a handsome because a handsome is a two-wheeled horse-drawn carriage accommodating two inside and the driver seated behind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, you're hosting the ball. I'm clearly not getting a dance, but I think Phil and Sarah are getting a dance partner. I so would dance with you, Katie. After I said hot flannel for a hot flannel? Because you said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're, the pickup line worked. Who do you want to be dancing with at the ball and what song is playing? That can either be a Jane, like a Regency era song, like a classical piece, or it can be like on Bridgerton, they moderned, they took modern music and turned it classical. So, or orchestral. So Sarah... Who are you dancing with? Um, is are we like? Did we go in a time machine and we went back to that era? Yes, but you can you can say either a Jane Austen character or anybody that you would want to be playing that character. Okay, well, if my hubby was not an actor, I suppose I would choose Mister Darcy, um, okay. and the character of Mister Darcy. And um, it would either need to be Colin Firth or Killian Murphy. Oh, Killian, Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yes, Killian. <laughs> You're in a, a Peaky Blinders phase right now, aren't you? Ah, oh, that I am a Peaky Blinder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What song are Is that you? That what he's been up to. Oh, yeah. Well, it's done. I was kind of late to the game in that. But I he's got some other stuff coming up, I think. 
Uh, song, no, it needs to be. I mean, it's kind of cool that they take modern. Okay, let's do it this way, Sarah. Let's do it this way. I want it to be the score what? to Pride and Prejudice. That's what I want. I was going to say, can you think of a dance sequence from a, J a Regency? Yes, movie? I want, I specifically would want, oh, well, actually. I would want from becoming Jane. I knew. When, I knew you were going to say that one. When, when Anne Hathaway's character doesn't think that James McAvoy's character is at the ball, and then they they turn mm -hmm. and turn. They, yes, yep. because they they just oh they choreograph that so nicely to the with the musicality of the strings and. Uh, no, I mean I felt the excitement that Jane had when you turn around because you didn't see him up until then, and then the camera turns with her and meet. They meet. I oh yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, hot flannel, hot flannel for <laughs> hot flannel because <laughs> he was Scottish. Tom Lafroy, um, Phil, how about you? This is this is this is a part I I dropped the ball on for the homework. I don't know. That's fine. Phil. We do thriller. Oh yes. <laughs> Well, I you do I, we do pride and, pride and zombies. And yes. do nice. Thriller. That's good. That no. works out perfectly. All right. Well, I did the homework because I signed it and I chose Colonel Brandon. Colonel Brandon. I thought you were going to say Colonel Sanders. <laughs> He's catering Colonel the ball. Colonel Brandon. <laughs> okay. um, Colonel Brandon and Chris Evans would be playing him. And it would be with... It'd be their version of Halo, Beyonce's Halo. that they took those current songs it just does not transport me to that era and feeling like classic movies do of Jane Austen era right and we will get into that after the break when we start talking about persuasion because Netflix and the Regency era I think are doing their own thing and it's good but it's not accurate <laughs> Correct. Hey, Muggle with a Mic listeners. Have you heard about an app called Newsly? Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even, if you are so inclined, the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Muggle with a Mic is there too. They even have digital radio. 
Download and use Newsly for free now from Newsly, that's N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E, or from the link in our episode description, and use promo code MUGGLE and receive a one-month free premium subscription. Stop scrolling. Start listening. Newsly. Paging Dr. Weedy. Paging Dr. Weedy. Please report to Muggle with a mic. Here's another entry into our doctor's lounge log from Dr. Weedy. Hello, Katie. Once again, thank you for allowing me to provide some medical education to the Muggle with a Mic listeners. For this segment, you asked about the risk of walking in the rain for people of the Regency era, specifically asking, was it stupid for Elizabeth Bennet to walk in the rain to visit her sister? I'm going to admit, as I did with my Stranger Things segment, my lack of familiarity with the subject, specifically Jane Austen and her works. However, I believe I can provide a relevant and entertaining answer to your question. Let's consider some of the, for a lack of a better word, colloquial medical warnings I am familiar with. Do not go outside with wet hair, walk in the rain, or allow yourself to be wet and cold in any manner. You will, quote, catch your death of cold, end quote which I assume means pneumonia. Do not allow wind to blow in your ear. It will cause an ear infection. Do not allow someone to break wind on your pillow. You will get pink eye. And of course, never ever allow a frog to pee on you. You will certainly develop a wart. I am sure there are others, but these are some of the more common concerns and my favorites. The important point here is to delineate between these actions literally causing the illness and these actions contributing to the illness. Infections are caused by a living organism. Bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites are the actual cause of infections. Being wet or cold or standing in the wind or being peed on by an amphibian will not cause an infection. But let's focus on your question specifically. Let's disregard flatulent pillows and frog urine and think about being cold and wet. Being cold and wet and or subjected to wind can contribute to an illness. It basically comes down to your body's reaction to the stress of being cold. Your body will release hormones in an attempt to maintain your body temperature. These hormones, unfortunately, have the secondary effect of blunting your immune system. So while the cold and wet cannot cause the infection, it will make you more susceptible to infection. But Dr. Weedy, what are the chances we would come into contact with a bacteria or a virus at the exact time we were cold and wet? This is my fun fact of the episode. We are constantly covered in bacteria, viruses, fungus, mites, parasites, and all kinds of living organisms. I have heard it said that if somehow our actual body just poofed out of existence, there would be a complete 3D model of us made up of said bacteria, viruses, etc. Our bodies have a wonderful system consisting of our skin and immune systems to keep these constant invaders at bay. But stressing out systems by walking miles and miles in the rain and cold could possibly allow these organisms to actually infect us rather than just live on us. My final point regarding your question involves treatment of infections in the Regency era. 
Antibodies are typically the treatment for serious bacterial infections. Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin, the first antibacterial medicine in 1928. Fun fact, Katie's allergic to penicillin, so this means nothing to her. So, treating bacterial pneumonia in the Regency era would involve symptom care and thoughts and prayers. So, was it stupid for Elizabeth to walk in the rain? It's a judgment call based on risk versus benefit. But she did put herself at higher risk to develop an illness, though being wet and cold did not cause the illness. If I may, please allow me to use my Muggle with a Mics segment as a soapbox slash teaching point relevant to today's topic. I would ask your listeners to take some time and educate themselves about the use of antibiotics for infections and the difference between bacterial and viral infections. A major percentage of infections are viral and will not respond to antibiotics. The overuse of antibiotics is a significant issue in medical care today. Healthcare providers struggle daily with convincing people with viral illnesses that they do not need antibiotics. Please, in the words of Jerry Maguire from the 96 Tom Cruise film of the same name, help me to help you by knowing when antibiotics are appropriate. That last bit was not from the movie. (laughs) Off my soapbox, I wish all the Muggle with a Mic listeners good health as we head into cold and flu season. All right, here we go. Persuasion. It was released on Netflix on July 15th of 2022, rated PG, runtime of an hour and 47 minutes. Persuasion, the book, was released posthumously in 1818. Austin's last work tells the story of Anne Elliot, a strong-willed woman who commits the mortal sin of being an unmarried 27-year-old woman? Years after declining a proposal from the naval officer Frederick Wentworth, she is forced to reckon with her choices amidst, I can never say this word, amidst, amidst uh, her family's um, own financial downfall. Okay. I can't say that word. That's okay. So this novel Jane wrote in 1816, and then she died at the age of 40 in 1817. She did not publish it. Was she not happy with it? Was she still editing it? We don't know. But it was published in 1817 along with Northanger Abbey six months after her death. The movie was directed by Carrie Cracknell. Um, She's known for a lot of national theater live performances. So I think she's she's like a stage director turned movie director. It stars Dakota Johnson. Cosmo Jarvis, Richard E. Grant, Yolanda Kettle, and Henry Golding. So I want to hear Sarah's initial thoughts since she's the Jane Austen guru. What did you think overall of the portrayal of Jane Austen's persuasion? Okay, I have many feelings about this. So while the Netflix version is very entertaining, and appealing post-Bridgerton, the mm-hmm. main character of Anne Elliot is not played appropriately to convey how she is in the book. In the book, she is she is very introverted. 
and it it like makes it it makes it even more suspenseful that she's holding in all of this regret and this desire for Wentworth because she she doesn't emote about it that much to others. Whereas Dakota Johnson's character is like very extroverted and she's like yelling his name out of a window and just I don't know. Yelling stuff at a dinner table. Yeah. She comes across as just very way more. Yes. Anne Elliot is, is sure of herself and sure of her feelings, but she doesn't really portray like that much confidence and outgoingness, I guess you could say. Phil, did you like um, how she kept breaking the fourth wall? No, I haven't read that, that book. So I don't know how it, no, written, I mean it's not but, told yeah. in the first or f- first person. Like it's not yeah. told it in that way, and I that was very distracting for me, honestly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for that part of it. That so here I yeah. I watched some YouTube videos to prepare for this, and I heard it seems like the consensus is in the book, Anne thinks a lot but doesn't speak a lot. So yes, how yes. are you supposed to show a character on film? How are you supposed to show what she's thinking? And I think Netflix's version of that was to break the fourth wall. But but even if you're doing that, I don't think that Anne is a sarcastic outspoken no. and like person. Maybe the maybe they could have gotten away with that if they had kept the language to the period. Like they mm-hmm. they said different phrases that like like she called him her ex, and then she's mm-hmm, like, she yep. said he, mm-hmm. she said such and such. He's a, he's 10. a ten. Yeah, he's a ten. Yeah, you know, the, like, I caught that too. I was just like, mm, no. I, and know. then, and then, even um, Wentworth at the dinner table says to, she's sitting down at the far end, and he says, "Oh, are you the upgrade to whoever wouldn't?" Say? I'm like, upgrade? They wouldn't mm-hmm. have even. There were all these these terms, modern, and, yeah, modern day yeah. phrases. I so, think that Gen Gen X's or is it Gen Z? No, we're Gen X. I don't know. G- the new kids on the block, they made this movie for them. They made it for the Bridgerton audience. Yeah, and they did, and they did not make it for the people who are true Jane Austen authentic fans. Yes, I mean it was. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was a unusual combination of different styles. But maybe now that you've told me that the director's background is like in stage drama maybe i don't know maybe that had something to do with her because you don't break the fourth wall on the stage no you don't no the theory of of like a way to express her inner thoughts i guess makes sense but it wouldn't and there was almost all the looks up it was like very jim halpert like she just like before you weren't expecting it and she'd just like pan over and look at you and oh absolutely I don't know. But, I think she could have been doing something like maybe writing a journal, you know, and, yes, and, and then them reading out, like out loud. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a good, that's a really good suggestion, Phil. It and I, been. I think Dakota could have been a very good Anne Elliot, but I feel she was directed the wrong, to go the wrong route with the character. No, honestly, if I wasn't watching it, expecting to watch Persuasion, I enjoyed her acting I like I thought she acted well and I like I I enjoyed the film but not if I'm wanting a true adaptation of persuasion yeah I had a I had a friend who's never didn't know anything about persuasion never d- doesn't really watch a lot of Jane Austen she watched it on Netflix and said she enjoyed it I came back I didn't know anything about persuasion going in I know about all the other sense of sensibility and pride and prejudice but I didn't know anything about persuasion going in 
And I watched it and did not like it the first time. Well, okay, there's a there's lots of other differences actually with different characters. So Henry Golding's character, Mr. Elliot, her cousin, in the book, he is much more of a villain. Like he does okay. some shady stuff behind the scenes and never once in the book does Anne express any like positive, like romantic feelings toward him. She's always oh, like, like really? yeah, in the book, she, she's never even thinking of marrying him. So that, that kind of little love triangle, they really amp that up in this, in this movie to make it, first of all, they didn't make him seem that bad until towards the end. Whereas in the book, he's he's kind of considered a villain the whole time in that. Oh, he mm. seems appealing at first. I mean, it's Henry Golding. Yeah, no, no, no. Mm. I really liked. I really liked. Like he was. He, he kind of he got he kind of got to be a little irritating when he's like, "Well, don't interrupt. You interrupted me. Let me finish what I was saying." You know that that scene. That um, was his was, uh, Jane, Jane Austen period pickup line. Come on. The, <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he he was he was very hot flannel, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I hashtag hot flannel. I did enjoy his his casting, but but that character was not played true to form. Now, <clears throat> Wentworth. Okay. okay, I I am a fan of Cosmo Jarvis. He actually had a really like a small, really cool role in Peaky Blinders. Actually, it wasn't a. It was more. It was only a couple episodes, but he played it really. Oh, for well. love of Pete, is everybody in this in Peaky Blinders? <laughs> There are There's Tom Hardy. Hard, no, Tom Hardy. All the British actors are in Peaky Blinders. It's like Harry Potter. It's like there's not a um, a British actor who hadn't been in Harry Potter. Well, so anyways, it's like they've all been in that and Peaky Blinders. I've watched I've watched this adaptation of Persuasion about three times now. The really? first time I watched it, I did not care for Cosmo Jarvis and his interpretation. Like I don't know, it, I just didn't feel a connection with with Anne and Wentworth and he just seems so stiff and not I very like emotive. He to be slightly more confident, not like overly yes. confident. Yes. Less more confident. Well, yeah. I think he was playing it a different way. Like, I think he was playing it as this like hardened, tired sailor who, mm. you know, was very sad and depressed the whole time because he like lost the one thing he ever wanted. And yeah. And and so the but the more I watched it, I picked up on little things that he does. Like he's always gazing at her like longingly. And then yeah. he's always like when they're in a room together, he's always he's, he's creeping on. He's her. Oh, creeping is a good word. He's always like looking over his shoulder, like yeah. shadow or like right there. So like, I don't know. <laughs> the more I watched it, the more I'm like, OK, there's a little bit more of a connection, but I'm still not totally thrilled. I agree with you. The first time I, I did not like his portrayal. And then I did. I've watched it twice. The second time I was picking up on things that were subtle that he was doing. And that's what actors do. Sometimes subtleness is you have to watch it because a lot of people, I don't, they found him attractive. Yeah. Like, I don't think like that's not in the important part. It's, it's more that, that you felt a connection between, because it, because I don't know, it was awkward when they were on the beach. This is right after she dropped jumped in the ocean and didn't get pneumonia fell. And um, you felt like that's the part where she's like, we're now we're not exes. We're friends and that whole line. But you felt a little bit more connection, oh but he, <laughs> but he just didn't, he, I don't know the way they conversed together. I didn't buy it. Yeah. I hear you. He seemed very monotone. 
tone. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Didn't, he didn't seem like he had like a great depth, like in his portrayal. Yes. Of that character. I would kind of agree. So, yes. I, I haven't seen him in a lot, a lot of different things, but I wasn't kind of, I didn't think he, like I said, I, I'm sure he's a great actor, but in this, I wasn't, wasn't kind of buying it. Ooh, another yeah. thing that was like modernized kind of some other characters. I really liked the guy that played her dad. And then I, I really enjoyed her, sister. her sister, younger sister, Mary. Oh my gosh. I know she was supposed to, but good mm. Lord. She got on my, on my nerves. Right. She's supposed to. However, I did think the whole dynamic between she and her husband and their two kids, like when they were in Lyme and the sister-in-law was recovering from the fall. And he's like, we can't stay here. Mm. My parents have the kids and they'll burn the house down or something if we don't get back. I just thought that that was kind of a strange way of saying we need to get back, yeah. you know? It, well, but the thing was they modern, I feel like they modernized too many dialogue, too much dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. That was another it, example of it. And it, it was to bring people in that don't normally watch period pieces, Yeah, but it's really distracting to those that do. Yeah. So casting wise, the only one, the only person that was kind of a question mark for me was, unfortunately, was Cosmo. Yeah. I, every time I saw her dad, I kept thinking of like old Loki, like Richard E. Grant when he was on Loki playing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. With the, yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> Bringing it right back to Loki. Henry Cavill's yeah. probably in here somewhere too. Um, now I watched a girl on YouTube. I told you I did my research and there's, there was a YouTuber called Mina, Mina Lee, I believe is how she says her name. Here's a couple of thoughts that she had. Novel Anne is a melancholy nature, young woman, lonely, pessimistic, but still dignified, graceful, and caring. Movie Anne is trying to appeal to Gen Z like characters from Fleabag. The comedy undercuts Jane's goal. Um, we were meant to cry, not laugh. And this movie's more like Bridget Jones' diary. Yes, yes. And it's meant to be like Pride and Prejudice. There is, I mean, she's and she's not a she's kind of a pivotal character. There's a small character that's in the I know we're gonna talk about the 1995 version. Mm -hmm. She's in, she's portrayed. I didn't in, watch that one. That's okay. That's didn't okay. No, that's okay. But, but Anne has a best friend from her school days or a good friend from her school days who lives in Bath now, but she's like housebound and has like around the, the clock nursing care. But she visits with this friend and that's how she finds out that her cousin, Mr. Elliot is lying about things. And that's like, she's an important character and she was just completely out of this version. So, yeah. Side note. Oh, side note, side note. Have, yeah. No, have you been to Bath? I know you've been to, Katie, I know you've been to I London, take a shower. Or, well, almost every day. No. It's not no. in London, but I mean, you've been to Europe. Have you been to Bath? I've never been to Bath. No. Is it as okay. terrible have as you, they Katie? say in this? No, I haven't been. Oh, okay. No, I, I went uh, like, when I was in uh, Europe, but no, it's cool. Cause they do actually, that was a place that Jane Austen. Yes. Went and relaxed. And, Probably wrote, you know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So that was a place that they go to kind of recuperate, recuperate and uh, natural yes. hot springs. And uh, so uh, neat, but yeah, the, she really went there. So I didn't know if you guys had went to, I know been you, to London when you went. Yeah. Wait, when you wait. Went so there. you've yeah. been to Bath? Which that's, 
Yeah, I've been what is modern day Bath like? Um, really, I mean, it's because it's a lot of historical, mm -hmm. uh, it's a historical site, so mostly, I mean, you can see like the Roman kind of temples, yeah, because the Romans were there, and but it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you can, uh, I mean, there's some I've visited some old bookstores and different things. Oh, there, but, hashtag uh, jealous, yeah, yeah. Jane yeah. was probably in one of those. That's so cool, she though. was. I mean, maybe I don't know, they uh. But yeah, it's really neat. I got, to, I'll send you guys some pictures and stuff, but they're still, you know, uh, still hot and steamy. The, the, <laughs> you know, they have like Roman columns yeah. around it. And, uh, but they have like some of the, like the water from there, you can kind of sample if you want to, like, I think it's been tested for mercury and different things like that, but Whoa. you can kind of, yeah. I didn't, I didn't drink any, but didn't drink any bath water. It's been kind of processed <laughs> that you can try. Yeah. But yeah, don't throw the baby cool. out with it. That's right. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, it's neat. Yeah. It's really cool. But they did hit, like when you were there, they gave a lot of history on Jane Austen. And that was a place that a lot of people would kind of vacation to from that yes. era. Yes. Yeah. Which Jane in this book is kind of putting it down. Saying it's less yeah. than other other towns and villages, be, like because if you are a six in wherever they were, then you're a twelve in Bath. Well, no, because, the and the whole yeah. reason they went there is to find more affordable housing because they couldn't yeah. they couldn't afford the huge mansion that know. they were living in. But like I said, they they you know kind of played up that it was people went there for medicinal purposes, mm -hmm. and mm. and they did kind of mention that you know they oh there would be good good for you there and. But yeah, it's cool. I, th I just wondered if you guys had been because I know you guys have both have been to Europe. Mm -hmm. We went to London, Edinburgh, and then the Harry Potter Leavesden Studios. Mm. And I That's cried. Cool. Let's get into our let's get into a quick talk about um, Wait. The, the different adaptations. Oh, good. Okay. But, I was hoping you weren't going to skip yeah. over that part. No, no, no. So I, I, Sarah, I hope that you're proud of me, but I very quickly, I might have fast forwarded through sections, but I watched the entire 95 version and the 2007 version. The 2007 version? Yes. Wait, was this this hallmark kind of a version? No, no, it's not, Wait, no, it's where not did the you, bath version. Where did you get access to the 2007 version? Because I've not seen that. Someone might have illegally uploaded it oh, onto YouTube. we're not going to talk about that. Okay, well, that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> that's where we're watch the 95 version too oh okay well i'm old school i rented it from the library the library the library yes well, the library the library <laughs> oh the library <laughs> <laughs> anyways so sarah phil what was what was your opinion on the 95 version well <laughs> i've watched the the 2022 version more than i <laughs> more than i have the 95 i've at least seen that halfway okay, through do you know I haven't, I haven't do you know the irish actor kieran hines at all from nope from okay. um what's belfast right he's the he's the grandpa from belfast yes he is uh -huh. okay well mm -hmm. he uh he plays wentworth the correct way He's very okay. confident, and when he because when he comes back from all of that experience out at sea, he's supposed to be like a he present. has money and confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I have like a question, a real quick, Sarah. 
What did you think about the difference in the wardrobe of 95 Wentworth and 2020, 2022 Wentworth? Because Wentworth in this one looks like disheveled, I feel. No, he does. He completely does. No, I feel like they would have been more uniformed. I think it would have been like the 95 adaptation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I liked Anne's portrayal much better too. Yes, she seems so you wanted to you wanted to give her a hug. Timid. I know she seemed she seemed like she's holding a lot within. Yes. Like it just yeah, you and and you feel a much stronger tension between the two of them. You feel like there's well, this they want like they, elephant. Yeah. There's this elephant in the room that nobody knows about because not only the only the the family friend, the lady that persuaded her to give him up persuaded only she really knows i think maybe the sisters have an idea but everybody else wherever they go doesn't know they have this history yeah yeah no that's really a good point she could no she does a great job i was glad i watched it i wasn't going to and then i was like i think you persuaded me but i when i did watch it i loved her portrayal so much better i have to say i don't it killian right is it yes no it's kieran Kieran, that's it. Uh, Kieran, I was a little, I mean, he was better than Cosmo. I'm not saying I mean, Cosmo didn't was take terrible, much. <laughs> but Kieran, Kieran did do it more of what I expected him to be. Now, the Wentworth from the 2007 version, I liked the best. Oh, God, I need to see this then. Okay. YouTube. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, Phil, do you think you could portray Wentworth? <laughs> You've done some stage acting. Have you done any sailing, Phil? Uh, I have a kayak. Well, that'll count. Okay. All right. So it's a little more you like have to use a sextant as you're in your kayak. <laughs> there we go. To navigate. <laughs> to navigate. Okay. Now, now this is a spoiler alert. So okay. if there's somebody who wants to know what happens in the end and hasn't watched it yet just turn your podcast off right now but and phil i'm just gonna spoil it hold on i'm gonna turn this off okay great so there i'm going (laughs) there's another huge difference okay now that phil's gone out of the room there's another huge difference in that okay so in the netflix version they give the villain which is mr elliot which is henry golding's character they give him a happy ending of like He did gets, not see that happening. He gets to, he marries Mrs. Clay, the lady that he's seen with at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Mrs. Clay is the Having lady a hot that flannel. is she's the redhead um that's in that's staying with the dad and the sister. It, is she the that one that the whole the one that was gonna marry the dad? Gonna marry the, da- yeah. the one that wanted to marry the dad, but it was it was Hen it was Henry's the character's plan to get with her so that she'd take him away from the dad and he wouldn't lose the inheritance because if she married and they had an heir, he wouldn't get oh, the yeah. inheritance. He did not make that clear. Okay. So in the book, they do not get married like that. They, there was not a big wedding or anything like I, she, even though she is beneath him, he still marries her just to secure his. Correct. That's how much, that's how okay. shady he is. Yeah. Cause they were like, Oh, that's, that's going to be such a scandal if your dad marries her. Cause it's, you know, beneath his, stature exactly so in the book she in the book he like she becomes like his mistress and he moves in but there's not like a wedding at the end or anything like that scandalous oh i and i noticed a huge error in the netflix version well not huge. it's really not huge it's minor pray tell so 
about the third time I watched it, the big scene at the end, okay, where I need to borrow one of the times you watched it so I can because <laughs> I haven't even finished it yet. Okay, Phil, you've seen it three times, so I've seen it like three fourths, three fourths. Of the way through. So, okay, he at near towards the end, he's I'm sorry, he by that I mean Wentworth is is writing a letter because he's supposed to be writing to the admiral that he's going to join the fleet or whatever he's going off to do, right. and he's overhearing Anne talking. Mm -hmm. He overhears her say women are different from men because they love the longest and that's the big thing. And then in the book, he writes this way more extensive letter, but he, she says that thing about women live, women love longer. And then she says it. And then he's at her shoulder, ready to give her the note when in the note, he, he references her saying that he like says, don't say that women love longer because how could you not know I love you or something? Do you see what I'm saying? That well, he could have yeah. written it in the letter. Are you saying it's in the letter? Not after if she, she said not it. if she, yeah, that's the, she says it and then he's literally behind her handing her the note and like he references something that she just said. Mm. So there's a little bit of like a it's very specific, but there's a little bit of a timing because then she reads the whole note out loud. I will I will say. Each adaptation that I saw, they did the letter scene differently. So, Phil, do you know, in the letter, basically, he professes his love for her and that he's always loved her. She didn't know, and he's leaving. So then she runs after him after having read the letter and swims kissy, out to kissy, his kissy, Love you, love you. Yeah. yeah. In the kayak. Yeah. I still, I, I feel like I like the 2007 version the best because they still stayed authentic to Jane. Is there anybody but... I would know in that one? So no, in the book, because I, I, I have not read that book. I have not read that book, but uh, did they end up together in the book? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, obviously, I knew that that's what was going to happen in the movie. I mean, it's no big surprise. It's not like. <gasps> no, she always writes that because in her in her real true life, she didn't get to be with her love. All yeah. her characters will have what she everything yes. they ever. So desired. who did who did the. Uh, Concussion girl wound up with Nobody she. So she no, she wound up with the poetry with boy. the other guy Ben, ben with Benwick who that's, yeah because he ended up that's staying, what I kind of figured he ended up staying by her bedside and nursing her so because mm -hmm. I kind of figured they were gonna like switch like because they were both paired off and then they were gonna switch and yeah see so you figured it out but Anne didn't figure it I out till the mm, end yeah well, Sarah. Fun little fact. Did you know that Persuasion had two different endings that Jane wrote? No. <clears throat> on July 8th, 1816, Jane Austen began chapter 10 of volume two of Persuasion. On the final page of chapter 11, she marked finish July 18, 1816. In Austen's original ending, Captain Wentworth does not openly express his love for Anne, but instead requires persuasion to do so due to his fear of Anne's rejection. In the most simple terms, there is no letter. And then the person said, can you imagine no letter? No. Unsatisfied with the ending to her, her completed manuscript, Austin rewrote the ending at some point between July and August of 1816. According to Austin's nephew, James, Austin thought the original ending to be, quote, tame and flat, and also awkwardly managed and clumsy. The canceled chapter is the only manuscript from any of Jane Austen's novels that exists in original form. You said tame and flat and awkwardly 
Clumsy? Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like Cosmos. It sounds like Cosmos Wentworth. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Cosmo Jarvis. I like you and many other things. He's probably a nice person, but you know, we all we all attempt things and maybe don't like. No, honestly, exactly no, honestly, he was cast and he received direction for to play it that way. So I don't know. And there were other directorial questions that we find in the movie, like a bunch of the different acting portrayals we question. So it's not just him, right? When he was on the beach, when you know, when they were kind of talking and smoothing things over. He reminded he looked like Rocky. He had that like shadow. Like I'll go back and watch that and think like Rocky looked like he looked like Sylvester Stallone for some reason. I don't know. He's like, oh, you know. No, I know. He did. I mean, I, no, I I worried. He kind of had that real dark. I just worried he like had a. I don't know the way he stands. It looks like he has like a back injury or something. He just like doesn't move and. Well, he looks so different. Like that little opening piece of the movie where they're like having a little date time on the beach. I saw that, and then when we went in, he came back. I'm like, is that the same guy? Because he looks so different. Just, yeah. I mean, it was like where he's clean, clean cut in the first first few minutes of the movie. Now, I will yeah. say, what's interesting with that, I like this direction. Was at the beginning when you see them on the hill embracing, you think that that's them reminiscing, but then you find at the end of the film that's them after they get together after the letter. So, I, oh. I like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the at the the ending scene is that, and up until the very last scene where she reads the letter and she runs out to him and they embrace. Up until that point, I loved the music. The music mm. that that was all throughout the film was very like it was a classic Jane Austen yeah. style. And then they start playing this, a song with like lyrics yeah. and stuff, and yeah. that kind of ruined it for me. Now, as for the if you take the acting out. The rest of the movie I liked. The wardrobe, the picturesque scenes, the mm-hmm. over camera shots. I really liked all that. But when oh, the wardrobe, I mean, I liked the wardrobe, but it was a more modern take on that era, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. Like her, a lot of her outfits mm-hmm. and the way she wore her hair. Um, it was more relaxed. Yeah. It was a it was a more it was a different take on it. I did like it though. Like in the movie, the other movie, and in the book, the, that whole part where it's like, where the one girl's gonna, I'm gonna jump. Oh, oh no, that me. no, that's 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 in uh, every adaptation. Okay. Yeah, that's because that's the. I, I kind of thought that was a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't just... want to dog on Jan or Jane. Jan. Jan. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I'm she jump. really loves The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dog on Jane. But I feel like that's clumsy writing. That made no sense. Why would her character yeah. be doing that? Uh, sorry, maybe she knew someone that that actually happened to. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so maybe they were got were clumsy walking, and I don't know. Did you see how steep those steps were? They were pretty steep. Yeah. So why did she yeah. do it? She jumped purposely. She catch. She was me. being playful. She was much much younger than him, and she's being <laughs> playful. A, it's like twenty feet, like. <laughs> Uh, really wasn't that high. Better, it really wasn't like me. like I don't understand how she got a concussion. Like I thought maybe she would have like sprained or broken her leg or something. But well, how'd she land on her back? Because if she's jumping, <laughs> no, it's jump, how it, jump, oh. jump. It's how they shot it. It's the same way in the '95 version too. It's they. Yeah. That's how they show it. I don't know. Yeah, that is a no, little. The 27, and that 2007 kind of, one is like you that. have to. 
You have to admit that that's pretty high, though. I think if someone fell from that height and hit their back of their head on stone, uh, yeah, I can, guys, worse. I honestly, it's so out there and bizarre. I can only believe that Jane knew someone that that happened to. Yeah. <laughs> because why would you dream that up? Oh, they're gonna be walking along the coast, and she's going to, you know, ju jump into his arms, but he's not there, and then she's gonna crack her head i don't know yeah. like that that doesn't seem yeah you know. yeah i mean maybe they, they kind of portrayed it a little bit more severely in the movie but yeah i think that well, was he needs, over. he needs her to have he needs her to she needs for the character to have such a um jarring injury Traumatic. that yeah. that that benwick has to stay with her for a long time and they've got it which is you know, the same thing with uh the bennett sisters in pride and prejudice yeah you needed I mean, something to that what her sister had to Jane, Jane had not Jan, Jane had to stay at Pingley's house. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, though. It just seemed like it's like, holy cow, that's like really, really tall. I'm like, don't jump. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And then, like I said, boom, just cracked the back of her head right yep. on the concrete. Right on the concrete. Ouch. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So this is sort of Jane Austen themed. It is for Sarah, not so much for for Phil. But we, this movie is kind of we feel that Dakota Johnson's Anne is kind of like the opposite of the true Anne character. We don't feel like she's mm -hmm. like certain things are sarcasm, all that stuff is not Anne. Yes. So what we're going to do is. I'm calling this right the wrongs. Okay. And this is a quiz where I'm going to give you a movie title, but the mm -hmm. it's going to be antonyms of the movie title. So all of the words and phrases are going to be the opposite of what it actually is. And you have to tell me the title of the movie. Okay. For example, okay. what would wizard without a camera be? It, it think Muggle of podcast. Am I with a mic? Yes. Oh, I'm like Harry Potter. He, they have a <laughs> pot instead. <laughs> so, wizard without a camera is Muggle with a mic. Okay, got it. I thought it was gonna. You were, the example was going to be a movie, so I wasn't prepared to say a podcast. Yes, I'm sorry. I probably should have said that. I'm sorry. So, I'm going to give you one minute, and I have ten titles. Oh, we'll see how many you can get in one minute's time. Okay. 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 Sarah playing too, or is it just me? It's just, so it's just going to be Sarah first, and all of okay. Sarah's are period pieces. Oh, no. Okay. 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 And then you have others for and, Phil. And then I just have random others for Phil's because I oh, figured okay. this is too much too well pressure. Okay. I didn't know anything about this. Okay. 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 <laughs> here we go. I have a timer here. Are you ready, Sarah? Yeah. If Can I say skip? Yeah. You, so you can skip. And I can try to pass. come back. Pass. Okay, but, I'll say pass. Um, yeah. yeah. You can say pass, but I only have 10. Okay, you mark down when I say pass. Say say Wentworth. 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 Wickham. Wentworth. Bingley. Bennett. Dawson. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? No, but um, go ahead. A minute? A minute is not very long. I only have 10 seconds for question. No, Less even. than 10. No, that's not right. Less than 10. 10 seconds is oh, a long goodness. time. Yeah. No, no. Sir, I have like. What's the opposite of in? 
out. What's the opposite of on? Off. This okay. sounds like I'm talking to a child. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. And go. Stupidity and ignorance. Sense and sensibility. Big men. Little women. The same tutor boy. The other Boleyn girl? Shame and neutrality. Pride and prejudice. Wasteland of hell. Pass. Sarah without an H. Sarah. And with an E? Dickinson out hate. Emily. Emily and. What? Pass. The first of the Europeans. Last of the Mohicans? Repulsive Jack. Repulsive Jack. Pass. Mark, King of the English. Pretty Jill. That's it. That's what? time. That, what? What is wrong with you? What? No. What was the very, what was the very first one? I was going to say that was Dumb and Dumber. You that was hard and Hold harder. On. Let me go over the ones that you did get. Okay. No, give it. Okay. okay, no, wait, yes. But, and then get. I would like a... I would like a chance to think on the ones I passed. Okay. Well, you got six. You're going to do better than me. Okay. No way, Phil. So you yeah. got you got stupidity and ignorance. That's what I thought was going to be Dumb and Dumber. Okay. You told me that these weren't going to be Regency era. No, period pieces. Oh, okay. I swear you said, we're going to play back. I swear you said Regency I said era. period pieces. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just going to be Sarah first, and all of Sarah's are period pieces. Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. And then you have others for and Phil. <laughs> you got Last of the Mohicans. I know, and I was like, why was that in there? But I figured it out. Wasteland of Hell. It's something. It Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> it's Kingdom of Heaven. See, I just need to be able to calm down. Yeah, but that's the whole point. You got to... And then um, you got Sarah without an H, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, Dickinson out hate. In Something love. love. In love. In love. Emily in love? What's Dickinson. another? Dickinson did what? Wrote poetry? Who was another oh, writer? Shakespeare in love. <gasps> Shakespeare. Shakespeare in love. I'm so sorry, Shakespeare in love. I love that movie. Now, this is the one where I couldn't think, but I had to include it. Think of outside the box for this one. Repulsive Jack. Jack? I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because this one's... I didn't feel confident in this one, but I had to include it. Becoming Jane. Because becoming... Are they referring to the word becoming as you're going into or... Yes, no, they're in? referring to her becoming Jane Austen. I know, but... I I didn't know that one bad. should be disqualified. Okay. I got six Fine. out how of about, nine. As far this? as I say it, I got six out of nine. I will give you one more. And if you get it, you got a point. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, no, I should get the point, but uh, this okay. is for bonus point. Ready? Hot field. Cold mountain. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. So you got seven. Um, and then Mark King of the English. That's King the last Scots. one. Is it King of the Scots? Oh, no, no. 
No, no, no. I'm thinking never Mark mind. King. It's Queen. The... It's got a Mary Queen, Queen. of Scots. Mary Queen Mary of Scots. Queen of Scots. Okay. Yep. So Sarah got seven. Six point five, really. Seven. <clears throat> okay, she got seven. All right, Phil, are you ready for yours? You got this, Phil. You got this. <laughs> Phil, you've got this. All right, so Phil, these are these are not period pieces. These are just general movies that I thought you could get. Okay. Okay. Let's hope so. That's a wider it's a genre <laughs> variety. Let's Maybe narrow it down a little bit. I believe in you. But they're I movies I'm you. pretty sure you know. So okay. okay. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Starting the timer now. The Prince Husband. The Princess Bride. Human. Alien. Planet Peace. Uh, something more. Uh, planet. It's opposite of planet. Uh, I don't pass. I'll come back to that. The supper disassociation. Pass. Okay. Nurse normal. Doctor Strange. The traitor. Uh, pass. Scared brain. Braveheart. Jerk, you expanded the parents. How do you shrink the kids? Antidote. <laughs> Poison. Pass. It's Lady of the Square. Is the clock still going? And now it's uh, done. Let him answer that last one if he wants to, though. Lady what of was the it? Squares. Man of the Circles. <laughs> That's Lord of the Rings. Oh, we'll mm. see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. I see what you did there. Planet mm -hmm. Peace was Star Wars. Okay. The Supper Disassociation. I know this one. Was... I know this one. What is it? Breakfast Club. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Traitor was The Patriot. Oh, okay. oh I thought when you said Instead of saying traitor, I thought you were saying traitor, like Trader Joe's. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. So I that was one like, wasn't a very good one. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, scared Brain, you got as Braveheart. Yeah, he Brave got Heart. Heart. Antidote was. I said poison, but. Venom. Hey, let Venom. us think. Sorry. I... The last one, which we I didn't get to say, forward to the past. Back to the future pretty easy yeah so you got like two no you one, did good two, three, I think you got more four. you got six okay so technically if sarah didn't cheat by making me ask her another one you'd be tied okay listen <laughs> all right i can't help that your incompetence affected the score actually did you get venom no i got poison okay then i'm sorry you had five so Sarah definitely won, even though she oh. cheated. You know what I think about okay. Katie? That girl is poison. Boom, hey, that, boom, hey boom, Peaky boom. Blinders. Tom Hardy, Venom. We're oh, all Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right, so that, that concludes our, our Jane Austen episode where we end with Peaky Blinders. It all comes back to Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Which I haven't seen. I need to watch that. 
Yeah, it's all it's all on Netflix. All right. Thank you, Phil and Sarah, for joining me. And thank you for me for joining you guys for persuasion. It was a great time. It was half agony, half hope. Half watched. Half watched by Phil. <laughs> 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 okay, now go watch right. the ending and pretend like you don't know what happened. I, I, I will. Letter? I'll be what surprised letter? Like letter? They ended <laughs> up together? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no way! No way. <laughs>